Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome to The World in 10, the big news stories of the day, explained and analysed by The Times of London. Today with me, Lou Newton and Laura Cook. First over to the Middle East, where Israel's defence forces have made more discoveries. From that black Saturday, we've had no rest. Our pain turned into the nation's pain. We've tried, we've tried everything. 40 days in which we've turned every stone. We've searched every path. We've climbed every tree. And today we're asking for your forgiveness. We're sorry we did not succeed. You protected us, but we failed in protecting you. That was Addy. That's a clip we've translated. She's speaking at her daughter's funeral. Corporal Noah Marciano had been serving as a lookout at a kibbutz when she was kidnapped by Hamas fighters back on October 7th. Her body has been discovered by Israeli's military in a building near the Al-Shifa hospital in Gaza City. In the last couple of days, Israel's defence forces have found the bodies of two female hostages. They were both discovered close to the hospital. The other body was 65-year-old Yehudit Weiss. Noga Tarnopolsky is a reporter in Jerusalem. The Israeli army very clearly said that Judith Weiss, a 64-year-old cancer patient, was murdered in Gaza after having been taken hostage alive. And what happened to the soldier, Noah Marciano, is less clear. But these two discoveries, uh, day after day, certainly hint at the possibility that some of Israel's 240 hostages in Gaza uh, will not be making it home alive. And that will certainly change the equation within Israel in terms of the domestic politics of this situation. Over 200 hostages are still unaccounted for. They're being held by Hamas, but how they are and where they are remains unknown. The United Nations have said that people in Gaza will start to starve. As a lack of fuel in the area means they can no longer provide aid. Now, Noga Tarnopolsky told The World in 10 that fuel is now thought to be available, but that might be causing tension in Israel. I think that the UN statement came out about the time that the Israeli war cabinet actually decided to authorise the transfer of some fuel into Gaza, which would go directly from Egypt um, into UN trucks across the Rafah uh, crossing. So I think there may be a slight 
alleviation of the situation. It's interesting, I think, to observe that at the same time that um, the fuel crisis is being highlighted by the UN, uh, in Israel there's an opposite crisis where ministers in Netanyahu's government, the far right, very far right ministers, are threatening to topple the government or to leave the government because the war cabinet, in fact, authorized the transfer of fuel into Gaza when there's been no news of the hostages. The Red Cross hasn't even seen them. And many Israelis, not just the far right, feel that Israel's making concessions and getting nothing back. It took just eight minutes for Formula One's debut outing in Las Vegas to end in shambles. Now, these F1 cars, Lou, are travelling at speeds of 200 miles an hour sometimes. So imagine the damage when Carlos Sainz's Ferrari hit a drain cover near the Bellagio fountains during the first practice session. Esteban Ocon's car also suffered damage, with team bosses left fuming, quite understandably. This left officials with a job on their hands. They had to check all the manhole covers along the 3.8-mile circuit. Wow, that is quite some job to have to do. Rebecca Clancy is the Times' motor racing correspondent. She's over in Vegas, and she said that time became quite a big issue. There are very strict labour laws here in Nevada, and eventually the security guards ran out of time. Fans were actually kicked out of the grandstands at 1.30 because there was no staff available to uh, patrol the fan areas. They are very unhappy. Fans have taken to social media to voice their frustration, to demand refunds. It has not been a good day for Formula One. And as the cars got back on track for second practice, they had 90 minutes of running and a slightly extended session to make up for time lost during the first session in front of completely empty grandstands, not the images Formula One had been hoping for when they arrived in Las Vegas. So the cheers from the crowds that we were telling you about on yesterday's podcast were quickly replaced with boos from the grandstand. People paying thousands of dollars in some cases to just watch eight minutes of action on the track. A bit of a farce for the F1 circuits in Vegas, which is being labelled as the biggest show on earth and costs more than $700 million. Totally useless, hyper-polluting gimmick for a few ultra-privileged people in a hurry. Now, that's not the most complimentary phrase you'd want to hear if you're planning to offer a quick transport solution for people going to next year's Olympics in Paris. We're talking about the Volocopter. Essentially, it's an electric flying taxi and it's powered by about 18 rotors. The company behind it wants to give people the chance to travel in a speedy way between airports and the city centre and out to an aerodrome on the western outskirts. And as you can read in today's Times, one of Paris's deputy mayors has been very critical of the project, with the city council rejecting the scheme. It might still get off the ground, though. See what I did there? A potential backer is considering a €1 million subsidy for the experimental Vertiport. Watch this space. (laughs) 
to Iceland now, and for the past week, we've heard how the country is bracing itself for a huge volcanic eruption. Yeah, residents in the town of Grindavik were given minutes to grab their belongings. A series of earthquakes, along with magmatic gas being detected in some areas, has led to meteorological experts warning that an eruption is imminent. And the nation's largest bulldozer, it's the Caterpillar D11, that's being used to help build defences as people head to the evacuation zone. Now, Virdir Reynason is head of emergency management at the National Commission of Police in Iceland. It is just a question of time when we get a volcanic eruption. We have a, what we call a dike, where is a magma coming from the crust, it's coming up to the surface. In that area is also the town of Grindavik. The town is empty and we're just kind of waiting, but still working on a lot of uh, preventive measures to minimise the damage from this volcano. We remember the volcanic eruption in 2010 that resulted in the largest closure of European airspace since the Second World War. Millions of travellers were affected and it was a huge loss for airlines. Yes, it doesn't actually seem like it was that long ago. Well, that was made even worse because of a northwesterly wind that drove the ash towards Europe. Now, there is no similar weather pattern at the moment, but all eyes are still on the island in case this volcano springs to life. Now, the Duchess of Sussex, Meghan, found fame pre-Harry before she married into the royal family. The Duchess was in the legal drama suit. She played Rachel Zane. Fast forward to Thursday, and she was at Variety's Power of Women event in LA. Now, she spoke to journalists and reporters, which she doesn't normally do, but she told them she had no idea why the show had become so hugely popular again, despite having ended back in 2019. It has been one of the most watched shows of this year since arriving on Netflix and has had 45 billion viewing minutes, which is a lot. It's so rare that Megan speaks to journalists, as you were just saying, on a red carpet nowadays, but she did. And she told them it was a great show and that good shows are everlasting. And she also said she was quite excited about the new project she's been working on with Prince Harry. The couple are producing a film adaptation of the romance novel Meet Me at the Lake. It's a classic romantic storyline, one of those. And Meghan said she hoped it would provoke an emotional response from viewers and that Harry was loving it too. If you've enjoyed the stories we've featured in today's podcast, why not take out a Times Digital subscription? Thanks for taking 10 minutes to stay on top of the world with the help of the Times of London. We'll see you tomorrow. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.